0: Hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show. I'm Dan Fulach of DK Pittsburgh Sports. He happens to be Ramon Foster. And this is brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where they're open for business 24-7, serving hot, fresh food. Ramon, uh, we got a lot of feedback
1: for that show yesterday. You know? it, was, it was appreciated, man. And it was everybody was on the same page. It really was
0: like that, wasn't it?
1: It was uh, calm. uh, A lot of people said they needed it. Of course, I I just let I I let our listeners kind of, you know, control that. Yes, I'm usually in there going back and forth. I was like, you know what? Everybody get out what you need to get out. And I I feel like yesterday was was part of that processing is what we call it, DK. And
0: I I think that whenever, you know, we were preparing, so to speak, for for yesterday's show, generally, we don't do a whole lot of preparation. And then when you just said back uh, to me and Eddie, our producer, let's just keep it real. Mm -hmm. And there it went. You start recording. And some of the, the, when I'm referring to the feedback, I'm talking about, of course, the comments that are underneath it on the DK Pittsburgh sports app Mm -hmm. on YouTube. Uh, We saw stuff on Twitter, Facebook, Mm -hmm. everywhere. And it's, it's, believe me, it's, it's all welcome. It's all appreciated. Mm -hmm. Um, As, as anybody Knows whenever things are are rough, it's always best to talk it out. It no is anything,
1: and we we actually had a comment today on Twitter that uh, I just kind of said, uh, man, I, w- I appreciate how you guys approached it. Well said, and of course, the conversation we appreciate you saying it's probably the best one that we, we did on on that topic. But um, it's still a process. Uh, I said this before: it's football becomes a family because you're around each other so much and. It's that way for the fan base too. I I know guys that's benefited from Still a Nation that only did a year there, but you're still a Stiller for life. You know, look at Kevin Green's situation. He didn't spend yeah. a whole lot no. of time in Pittsburgh. Mm-mm. And what did he want to do? Yeah. He he made his run through Pittsburgh. And I, I was one of the I think that speaks volumes RIP to him also. You know, his name was brought up and the way uh, we said this a little bit yesterday. If there was any ownership conglomerate fan base that was able to handle the stuff that think about what Pittsburgh's been through the last five years. It's insane. Yeah. You know, and even before that, the, the crisis of which Ben almost lost his life, you know, like if if there was any ownership to, to handle it (laughs) the same way you handle social injustice, the same way you handle the Rooney rule, as far as being on the forefront of that, the Rooneys have been on the fore just leading the charge in that. And I, I, For as much as the business side takes over, I appreciate the personal side that they allow the fan base and players to have.
0: Yeah. And that's, you know, it's funny. You use the term family and there are corporations and companies, whether they're really big or really small like ours. And we can talk about (laughs) wanting to promote a family feel and, and so forth. And then you have Sports franchise, one yeah. of the more prominent sports franchises on the planet, it's actually run by a family mm-hmm. and run in a family way that's never really dissipated. And it, mm-hmm. I think, isn't it times like this where that actually becomes what matters the most?
1: Yeah, it does. And so let's let's peel back the pull back the curtains a little bit is what I like to say sometimes. Um, so very personal to me. Lost my mom 2014. You you remember. I, I know you reached out and we had conversations mm-hmm. behind it and everything. I didn't report to camp that year on time. I lost her right before camp started. Like literally right before camp started. Here I was down still in Tennessee dealing with that, trying to figure out, man, I still got a job, but one of the, the most important figure in my life. Heck, I yeah. look just like my I will pull a picture down, but I don't want to get up real look facial, just like my mom, like a touch tour. Um, pass unabruptly. 49 years old, um, my goodness. crazy, you know, and, and how to handle that. Here I am searching. My dad's around, you know, but my mom has been the focal point of me and my brothers and sisters growing up. And um, immediately, of course, you know, I got to contact the team, let them know I got to take care of this down in Tennessee. And Coach sees look, don't forget football. No, you handle that. What can we help you with? Don't worry about this. I know you're hmm. going to be ready for the job. Just the, uh, the, the reassurance of football didn't matter. You know, you, you are you are a human being. Go do those things. We're, we're here for you whenever you need. You know the necessary uh, time that you need to take. You take that, and, it, and you know the the immediately. You know after um we laid my mom to rest and we had the funeral and stuff like that. We head back to the Nashville area, Hendersonville, where I live at. You know, I pack up, drive to Pittsburgh, and I arrive on campus and stuff like that. Of course, Coach T and the coaching staff is there to greet me, Mister Rooney. They sent a huge flower arrangement down you know, for my mom and stuff like a, some stuff you don't necessarily have to do. You might think of it as a, you know, a check mark. Hey, make sure we do this. No, it was very personal from the Roonies and from the Steelers organization. And um, I get back and it was very noticeable with their flower arrangement. They sent down, you know, and um, we, we get back, I get back. And um, the, the first thing that Coach T asked, you know, what you want to do? And I was like, how do I go about it? And, and he was like, let us around you. He was like, if you want to go out there, Mo, you go do that. He was like, But this family here you have in us won't let you down. And I say the recovery of me and the support of my guys and specifically the old line room and head coach and coach room. I mean, Mr. Rooney and stuff like that. It eased over that transition of losing the most important person in your life that had seen you. And then, of course, the way it happened. I wasn't prepared for that, Mm -mm. but i say the way they surrounded me and my my wife and my kids for sure um, helped me ease over that and and to have I had a pretty good year in 2014 also and um it wasn't about football it's about my well-being man at a time that I needed the most because I can be very stoic in how my emotions show and they allowed me to kind of process that through football and man we picked up running and going and I, I'm I still think about the day I arrived and the practice that I went into and coach T was very human about my approach into getting back into the saddle man and it it helped football and, and the Steelers really help cultivate that process, man. I, I can I don't know if I've ever kind of had this conversation you in depth have like not. this. No, this um,
0: is this is this is something. This is it's it's about support, and again, this is not anything that's unique to the Steelers or football or to or to anyone. It's whenever whenever there are times like this, um, it's about support. It's about knowing that you've got a system around you. Mm-hmm. Um, I've broached kind of carefully so i I don't want to keep repeating this to make it sound uh as if it as if it's significant but like i i i want to know and to believe and this is not any of my business but like in the background that for example that the steelers are reaching out and talking to everyone who was down there Mm -hmm. uh, including to mitch trubisky for having invited you know, and and everything you know, because he's he's the brand new guy, oh. and, and every and, and everyone has a different story. Najee Harris, we saw Chase Claypool, and there it's about it's about support, it's about making sure that you know we're here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to stay quiet. No, you don't have to apologize for being like like you were saying like I could you coming in in 2014 into training camp and all of a sudden the, the most important thing in your world is supposed to be blocking that guy in front of you <laughs> yeah. it's it's just not sorry okay? yeah. and if your head coach and your franchise owner and everybody else reaches out to you and they do it from the heart and you know when when I lost uh when I lost my mom last year I heard from the people inside the Steelers who yeah. know me the best and I got to tell you it, it, it like you said, it can sound cliched or yep. check in the box. But then when you look at the words and you look at the way they were conveyed and I hear from former Steelers uh, and, and I heard from, like you said, it's, it's always the O-line and I heard from Marcus Gilbert and mm-hmm. I heard from people uh, that I've covered over the years within the Steelers. And just every little bit, Moan, it makes yep. a difference and it, it feels like... um you know reporters aren't supposed to be and everything else part of the team and everything else here I've told you the story before about Dick LeBeau making sure that I have a banana every time I leave the <laughs> yeah. cafeteria Okay, yeah. well that feel is something that is very Steelers yep. you know that there is that family component and imagine how hard that is to replicate with the other 31 franchises you No, know?
1: first, first class man De- yeah. First class is, is how I've seen him approach every situation like this.
0: When we come back, uh, a little bit more about Dwayne Haskins, this time from the football perspective. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. and Looking on, not coldly, uh, but respectfully, uh, Dwayne Haskins was, and I say this, without any kind of uh, asterisk to it whatsoever, a legitimate candidate to be this team's starting quarterback. That is what he was working toward. And I don't apologize for a second for bringing it up because that was his ongoing aspiration. mission. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So within that context, Moan, uh, Let's talk about how much he means as a loss mm-hmm. for this. Just, for, just for the from the football standpoint, this was a really good player who had yeah. a lot to give.
1: Um, it's interesting. I, I honestly have a few feelings about that in general. What I expect to happen, or what's gonna happen, or behind that, because um, I was I actually thought about this early this morning before we even talked about having this conversation. Like he was on my mind this morning because I heard it on the radio on the way into work. And I was just thinking, oh, what 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 would be the ideal thing for the Steelers to do? I, I, I have some reservations about what I think could happen. And I almost feel like instead of <laughs> just being real with you, I almost feel like they'll, they will reserve a spot. Like working a two quarterback backup type of position and probably have a guy on practice squad just out of respect, you know, for for him. And I don't know if you've you've thought about that. But when you have uh, situations like this, it's like, man, you you can't act like it's not a thing. And I don't think Pittsburgh will act that way. I don't think the coaching staff will act, especially the effects he had on the quarterback coach. And I'm sure he's, his teammates are going to want to do something other than a decal. I almost feel like they will have just two active quarterbacks on roster. Reserve a third spot for him and just have, you know, a, a, a gap year almost of, we'll put a guy on practice squad instead of signing somebody and replace of. that's what I would do. DK. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. I think, I mean, we have to remember that the situation that the Steelers had was really unusual in that they had one quarterback that they had just signed, who was a number two overall pick in 2017. Mm -hmm. uh, That of course being Trubisky, they had another quarterback, Mason Rudolph, who they Hung a first round grade on. Yes,
1: indeed they did. Kev never shied away from that. No, still doesn't. Yep.
0: Still doesn't. There's no, there's there's no, you know, there's no hedging on his part on that subject. And the third, the the, the third guy was a, a number 15 overall prospect. Yes. So you had three guys <laughs> who they believe to have first round pedigree, and that's not even getting into whether or not you know they'd be drafting one. Right. Okay. And they they saw it, including Dwayne Haskins, as let's take all three of these guys and put them in the mix and let's let the come up with some kind of Tomlinism here. Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, two dogs, one bone. Dogs, uh, three three dogs, dogs, two bones. <laughs> three dogs,
0: multiple bones, whatever else here. Um and what I wonder here is in is in, in, in the aftermath of the tragedy is if you're looking at a situation where the Steelers are going to kind of see things a little bit differently to what you're saying here. You know, is it just a simple starter backup dynamic now? Uh, is it really going to be a Trubisky versus Rudolph camp? Or is yeah. it a Trubisky's the starter? And now you don't trade Mason, <laughs> which I think a lot of people had been wondering if they might trade Mason yep. or even if he'd asked. It's it's complicated.
1: It, it is complicated, and it, it's sensitive too. Yes,
0: I feel I'm, honestly. I am on eggshells with I every s- syllable I say here. I, I uh, see def- you tiptoeing. Uh, okay, I do. Yeah. Okay, I,
1: I do because number one is so soon after, and and that's why I'm, I'm leaning on the side of I don't I don't think they have an answer for what to do. No I'd chance. almost lean on a starter slash starter backup. Is almost the approach to it, and even if you go get. A first round guys, kind of what we thought, honestly, this year, and then you trade away one of the other guys that was on roster. I think this blip right here just kind of throw you off tilt, and and you 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 pay respect to it, but this is the other side of it. Too DK is, it's still a business, and you got to say they got to be prepared, which it's is time almost,
0: sensitive. We're a couple of weeks away from the draft.
1: I, I know, I know, and 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 we'll see and. It's a fresh wound, no matter what is in front of us. And, and yeah, we both of us are tiptoeing around this, DK. We are.
0: You know, the couple of readers, readers, viewers, I'm so used to the, the viewers, writing.
1: Yeah, get off the paper, man. Come on.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> the couple of uh, the people that have had the courage, shall we put it, to, to broach football uh, with us over the last couple of days have have asked specifically if if we think that there's. A chance that this will impact the draft outlook.
1: Ooh, yeah. Again, it's, it's still a business. I'll say this: they'll probably do something. If I know that front office, which we've spoke about um, time and time again on how they've done most everything, and every every organization has a blip here or there, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I I I got a strong friggin' feeling they're they're going to find some way that's very honorable to him in order to to um to to really. You, you know, support his family this year through the team. I almost feel like, you know, he was drafted as a Washington commander. Um, but in general, people are going to view him as a Steeler because oh, of yeah. the impact oh, and, yeah. and where it happened. Like, he's still on the the homepage on Steelers.com.
0: Right at the top, all the way across the top. Yeah, right across and, and the Steel. The, the, the article by Theresa Varley, and there's a huge <sighs> picture that just says, and it's been up there for three days. Yep. There is not one trace of football on that website sorry yep. I didn't mean to interrupt I just, no, I happen to see perfect. that myself
1: Wh- which is why I say even if they did go get a guy uh just to have 3d the number will be reserved I feel like this year and just uh, uh he would be remembered he had some big of an impact in that locker room just from what we've seen DK wow, that no, you can't just gay though.
0: yeah I'll ask you this too I mean this is is Again, not, not that this matters or anything like that, but it might over time. You're not giving that three out for quite a while.
1: No. This is
0: different. Okay. This is not this is not a matter of, oh, you know, he was so accomplished in Pittsburgh or whatever. This is just different.
1: And that's the way they've always done it, man. The impact that you have. not Looking at the coach, uh, we can go through this time and time again. I didn't even know him, but I felt this. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't have any run-ins with him. I, I, you know I hadn't been to Pittsburgh in the locker room, but the way my guys that I know that are still there, the react way they're to reacting. Them, yeah. I know them.
0: Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. When we come back, a hey mo. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show, brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market. And our hey moan segment comes from Michael O'Malley and Well, I have, you have not been prepared for this one. So I'm going to read this to you. You're going to be hearing it for the first (laughs) time. Um, Michael wrote, and this was on, in the YouTube comments. I have been extremely critical of Dwayne Haskins. I'm ashamed of some of the stuff I've said about his game. This is real life. Has nothing to do with how he played football. This has hit me hard. 24 years old. Just like that, he's gone. Prayers to his family, friends teammates and all the fans time heals all wounds, but this is going to take a while. Wow. Yeah. Um, the, the part of this that when, when Michael says I have been extremely critical mm-hmm. of Dwayne Haskins, if any of us goes back mm-hmm. even a month or two or whatever and thinks about things that we said or yeah. thought or wrote or put on social media or this guy stinks and whatever else. Okay. It's one thing for people in, in, in my line of work to, to criticize performance. Mm-hmm. It's another thing entirely to have it become about the person or the character and just being Outright belligerent right. and rude and I, and I have a feeling and I wouldn't do this to poor Michael, but if you go back through whatever he's he's probably feeling it over stuff that he's said or thought and realized these are these are just human beings
1: Yeah, uh and michael i I say this, Michael O'Malley, I thought I knew you I feel like I know O'Malley somewhere man I don't know where I've heard that 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 first and last name like that I say this what, what you what you said was normal. Because it's in the context of football, and unless it just went too personal, because I've said this before time and time again, football teams or sports team in general has the ability to have you have an allegiance to them. That's almost blind, meaning you want the best for your team, no matter what we're watching the organization, historic organization. In the Los Angeles, Los Angeles Lakers that are just getting drugged through, can't make the playoffs. LeBron can't build a squad. They can't do this. Or we're watching the Yankees that's trying to get over the hump or the Mets that you want to be good or even a team like Green Bay or, or teams like 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 New England or, or Cleveland Browns that have a fan base that simply wants the team to be great. Why? Because you love the team. You can go get great players tattooed on you because why? Those players already did something great for you. And you go get teams tattooed on you. Why? Because those teams have constantly done something for you. When you do, when you when you're looking at players in the current time, in the present time, unless they are bona fide hall of famer like Ben, and even Ben took some personal shots, took some professional shots, took some just disgusting just things. Me, you, all of us have had those moments because why? You bleed into your team. And you you kind of lose the concept that people are human. <laughs> they have feelings. Um, but I say this on the player side. I, I, I hated the stuff. I know my family hated it too. But I'd always be like, that's the job too. You know, if you're on in, in a focal position to where you're being credit or you're being, you know, uh, evaluated day in and day out on what you can do for that team, every time the fan is going to take the team's side right or wrong. And it's probably more wrong than right because guys mess up the same way that Joe over here can mess around and just drop a thousand glasses at his job. Like it happens. You're going to have a bad day. You might have a bad week or even a bad year. But we also, like I said, got to look at people as human, like for anybody view what you say. Sometimes like, is that your kid or is that if that's your nephew and think about the defense you will have towards them. Right, wrong or indifferent, it's a part of the sport. It, 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 it's gotta have a line. And I'm sure Mike probably feels this because he probably crossed a line or two. And and the and Which nobody, doesn't make him unusual no, it in doesn't, any
0: way at all. In fact, what the only part of this that makes Mike unusual and extraordinary, I think, in this case, is acknowledging yeah, it.
1: Yeah, he said <laughs> it. Yeah. He said it. Okay. And um the fact that it, it convicted you like that or anybody for that matter. I I think it says to yourself, you'll probably be a better person on how you view and evaluate guys. You'll probably be a better person on how you are person to person because nobody expected this. Maybe Dwayne's situation was appropriate respectfully for the era in which Pittsburgh is probably going to go into. And we don't know what's going to happen, but you got to think just lost a franchise guy for the first time. And then you lose another quarterback through death. You got to kind of pull back on the human aspect of What's actually out there?
0: Yeah, that's that's I mean, the, the, the when, when we're talking about criticizing and, and, and the difference between performance and, and the personal. person, yeah. The, the example that I think of that, that really jumps out at me in the past year is Chase Claypool in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever he, you know, did the, the first down point, and yeah. Take this from the person, the, the reporter who asked to chase after the game. What were you thinking? Which was a f- fair question and everything because else it was like about that. the performance. Because it was about the performance. But then, and here's my Michael O'Malley moment. After that, when I'm writing the column, you know, and I start describing some things and using some some verbiage. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it's yeah. it's on Google. Out there? If anybody wants to bust me, go right ahead.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and same thing goes for for podcasting that I did, and I and I got kind of nasty with. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that was, you know, whether I don't remember if I use the word idiotic or something like that. But Chase Claypool's not an idiot. No. And I I, neither I nor anybody else would have the the right to refer to him as an idiot or whatever. He made a really lousy decision in the Mm -hmm. heat of a National Football League road game in front of tens of thousands of people. Uh, This is what I'm this is what I'm talking about when I say performance versus the person.
1: Right. Right. What
0: he did was really ill-advised in the right. moment, as he himself would acknowledge.
1: Yeah, for sure. And uh, again, the the attachment to teams, which is fair, because it, teams bring you through. I mean, what was the one thing everybody wanted during the pandemic? Give me my football, you yeah. know. Yeah. And we, we just got Yeah. You know, <laughs> we we just got to take a step back sometimes and and acknowledge, man. What if that was my son what if that was my nephew my 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 cousin and um i think the wayne situation for sure has probably got a lot of people on notice on how we gonna we got to start dealing with one another and just honestly the athlete side of it too it's forgivable because everybody makes mistakes mike don't don't ever think that you're alone you're probably not the only person it's forgivable but uh, what i always try to tell people be better be a good human you know, and that's easier said than done sometimes. And that's all we ever want from one another. Anyway, it's just be a good human.
0: It even applies when you're talking about the Browns. Yeah. Yes, Come on, does. someone had to say it.
1: <laughs> it, it, it does. <laughs> it, and I'll say this too. Um, with, with that point being said, no, no matter what, notice this on how players treat one another though. It's been times we've seen guys have catastrophic injuries. And what do you see from both sides? Guys from each team walk over and tap the dude, give the dude a pound, tell a man, I'm going to pray for you. Because in the essence of all things that go around fan and media wise, the players are out there just doing the one thing that they love. And yes, they're compensated for it, but it's the thing that they love. The amount of dudes I saw crying on Cincinnati sideline when Zier went down. The way Vince just couldn't control himself, the way I couldn't look at the situation and say, what can I do? When in reality, I couldn't do nothing because I knew the human, the person that he is, you know, in those moments. And nobody want anything bad to happen in reality because look how the players treat one another. I don't know some extreme stuff, Burfick or Juju hit him or A.B. But I guarantee you this, if A.B. goes down in the game, Burfick was probably going to check on a massage from that hit. You know what I'm saying? like, Hey, man, I hope you're going to be all right. And it's easier to smooth things over because we understand what's at stake. It's just the, the competition up. Don't let the competition take over the personal side.
0: Michael, we appreciate the. Uh, Definitely. <laughs> that, that That's something. Um, let's do another one of these tomorrow. Morning.
1: I'm here. You are.
0: Yeah. I am. <laughs>